0: Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is T for Two. This is our BFF podcast, where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the
1: arts and life in Singapore. Hi everyone, it's me, Joel, a playwright and performer. And
0: it's me, Kishan, a science educator. And welcome back to T for for Two. two. It is our
1: best friend podcast, where we talk about what, Ever the friendster, friendster! we won. No, uh, oh do, do you remember friendster? Friendster. Nah. Oh I mean, my h- god. How many
0: of our listeners will actually remember what friendster was? I don't even know
1: how to describe it. It was I like you set up a profile. Did you have a profile? Uh, an did, account? I did. Oh my god. I was very active on friendster. Wow, well, look at you. Yeah, basically it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a profile you put online, right? Except uh, that people can leave testimonials for you. That's the main thing, right? That, like, your friends would... You not have friends? Friendster. So you're looking at me, I like... Ne- okay, I never had... I knew of its existence, but I never had it. You never had a Friendster it, it account? It sounds like the, 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 the online thing that people put their CVs on now. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like LinkedIn, but very unprofessional. Ah, that's right, yeah. yeah. You basically put, like, this profile where you describe yourself. You put some photos. And mm. Oh, I got hobbies. I so do this, I do that. And mm. then the fun thing was, like I was saying earlier, your friends... Can just leave a testimonial for you. Like, Joel is so great, he's So it's like a compliment train. It was <gasps> like very I don't understand the point of it, it was very cringe. Like any um, social media account is curated la. Yeah, but you know, I've like, I don't know, like the testimonial thing just like boggles the mind. Really? Yeah, that like I think nowadays, right, it's considered kind of cringe. To like be so positive And sincere about anybody True, true Like no shame like yeah. that yeah. Yeah. It's like, This is kind
0: of like Social media for the Pre-irony no. Pre-irony <laughs> generation Yeah, P-I Pre-irony mm. Correct, correct but, but, but you know The fact that we're talking About Friendster yeah. Means that we're very old already Correct And we
1: just got older Yeah, we did Well, you haven't, Kishin I'm having But like I, I have Yeah, Yay, happy birthday to me Happy birthday to you <laughs> We are actually In between birthdays Yeah, this is the magical moment That yes. we Like last year also When we released an episode It was directly between our birthdays Exactly mm. So Joel
0: what happened what Last year Friday, Correct. and mine's having the 25th. This Friday on, on the, the 2nd of July. July.
1: Second la one, <laughs> <laughs> Terrible so I'm, I'm sorry, I'm such a bad best friend, you know I really, I really like such a bad best friend. Like, I was having a conversation <sighs> with someone the other day about how like there's the, there's one friend in the best friend um, pairing pairing who will always not remember the other one's <laughs> birthday. Is you? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it, he would say like, oh, it's the more high maintenance one who never remembers. I was like,
0: I guess it's absolutely me. Absolutely right. <laughs>
1: Alright, happy birthday to you, Kishin Happy birthday, Joel Happy birthday to me mm-hmm. uh, As a birthday treat to us and our listeners <laughs> Treat, uh. Uh, Treat <laughs> I don't know, this is actually very mortifying. It is horrifying um, We're going to do something very, I think quite harrowing Yeah yeah. So on the suggestion of um, Nicholas DeRoos, Who was one of the uh, hosts of Singapore's first gay podcast Wow, first name cast mm. You know, Nicholas and I are friends And he suggested that we do this Um We've both dug through our teenage blogs. Yeah, our t- our, our, the archives the of archives our lives. of our lives, mm. the, like the
0: crypt. So what we're going to do is that we are basically, uh, we basically uh, dug through the archives and we pulled out uh, some piece,
1: some pieces, some choice pieces. Yeah,
0: some choice pieces for, for you
1: know, for you guys. As mm. usual, we are, you know, shaming ourselves for, for your entertainment. Correct, correct. <laughs> The self-flagellation never ends yeah, really I feel like doesn't. that is the theme of this podcast, right? It's like people say like You know, people come and kind of say Oh, thank you for your podcast, right? They don't realise like what How deleterious it is on our mental health Goodness, eh? emotional labour Emotional eh? labour eh? Because let me just tell you, <laughs> dear listener That as I was preparing for this episode And digging through these blog posts, right? Like, I spent an hour looking through them, right? And then at the end I actually had to vomit <laughs> I'm not- <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> like. I actually had <laughs> to vomit. I had a physical I had reaction. A physical reaction to how mm. bad this was. I, mean, I, I, yeah. I didn't actually vomit, but I was you, you, you actually about to, right? queasy. <laughs> I was so
0: queasy after I read this. I was like, who the fuck is this person? Uh. Okay, well, I think we're about to meet this person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. mm, so this choice piece uh, comes from <laughs> August 16, 2005. I was, God, I was
1: oh nine, my God, nine, y- 19? Y- 2005 is how many years ago? Uh? A lot, la. <laughs> Got 20 or not? Uh, not yet, not yet, not yet but <laughs> was, I Almost, I, almost I was years 19
0: long. years old uh, goodness. Oh my god, and
1: you're 35 this year lad. Yeah, I'm
0: 35 this wow, year damn. Scary it hey, is a very long time ago <laughs> I know I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so excited to meet her This is scary Anyway, uh, th- this post is about the Singapore MRT system And I was angry <laughs> <laughs> The Singapore MRT The MRT is definitely a Singaporean icon And with at least a million commuters on it per day It's really no surprise Started in 1987 Not only does the MRT provide good and efficient transport It even tells us about the locals themselves From the start to the very end of your journey On this marvellous mode of transportation Lies hints of our culture The moment the train doors open You find yourself face to face with an entourage of people Looking straight at you Although many of them look lost and totally (laughs) bewildered, they are really welcoming you onto the train. We just need more practice with facial expressions. Now you may be wondering why many assemble at the train doors, cramming themselves (laughs) in a visibly uncomfortable state when there is obviously space in the centre of the train. (laughs) Don't be deceived by this act. Singaporeans will do anything to welcome their fellow travellers on board to share in the exciting journey. Some even go to the extent of snuggling up close, stubbornly refusing to leave you to suffer the lack of their company. Singaporeans also love to talk loudly in the trains. This is a primitive yet effective way of getting people involved in the conversation. Oh my god! This is especially efficient when you are right in the middle of the mindless Singaporean banter of teenage girls. <laughs> this method is so in your face that it's just extremely difficult to ignore, especially since Singaporeans love to stay in tight clumps in trains. Topic ranges from weather to <laughs> hair clips to plucking, plucking one's eyebrows. Feel free to join in. Singaporeans just love random people joining in their conversation. Don't be fooled by the so called Asian conservatism. (laughs) Upon alighting from the train, train, you will find that many of the uh, fellow travellers will truly miss your presence, so much so that they do their very best to make you stay, without trying to be impolite or rude of course. Blocking your way or pretending that your excuse me's go go unheard are usually the two most common ways of extending your journey. With this trusted guide to travelling on the MRT with you, we hope that your trip will be a pleasant one and that you will learn about more Singaporeans on this journey. Watch out for the second installment of our guidebook, where we delve deep into the Singaporean psyche on the issue of why spitting on grass patches actually help plants grow. It's so irritating. Oh, it's, cleanse,
1: yeah. it's, it's
0: so irritating. Oh my
1: days! Who is she? Who is she? Who is she? She thought she was something like. Wow, she really had a lot to say yeah. <laughs> So many questions. First of all, <laughs> who is she? Yeah, right. More about the li- Who does she think she's talking to? Correct. <laughs>
0: who was my audience? Why did I think that I had like this following? Who in fact were reading your blog? Okay, so uh, the people that I gave my blog address to were my, my friends. They were just like my close friends. So I had like a small group of people that were reading my blog. But the way I made it like sound was like a huge group of people were yeah like were national listening. like a national like address national right address, la. do you think like on some
1: level oh, like I, you were pitching towards a kind of like national no leadership? in my head I was a star
0: oh my God. really <laughs> in my head of course I was writing for like a sitcom situation like that was what I was w- oh uh, that's what God. I was thinking about when I was sitting down writing my blog
1: I mean it's a lost genre <laughs> it's really a lost genre because it's <laughs> right. a form of satire right it's so earnest mm. in, and so like mm. potent right Correct. That today on social media, it would just get like mocked. <laughs> you know, like, if this poor kid today were writing this on Twitter mm. or Facebook, uh, yeah. uh, instant cancellation. Yeah, instant, they will find something to say. Right? Insta- correct, 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 I think, correct, correct. I think for me It's the what's the the mindless Singapore teenage, teenage goals, girls yeah. are confirmed well, cannot cancel, cannot cancel. Yeah, yeah. in fact, I'm retroactively cancelling you now, Christian <laughs> <for sure. laughs>
0: Please it's up. really
1: horrible Oh god This character is so good By the way thanks. I actually thought It's very well written Oh thanks yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can send The golden point of Okay. <laughs> oh my god Oh my god Okay now, now how, how do you feel Reading that
0: Oh, uh, uh, queasy la. Mm, like, mm. It, it was actually really kind of gross to to think that I had such self importance. You know, like, oh, oh, of course, people are going to listen to this. Oh, I'm so brilliant. You know, there's, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this thing that, of, of being young, right? That mm. you think you can get away with
1: anything. So you just write la. It's like, there's a kind of like, like uh, don't care kind yeah. of attitude towards it, right? Really? Yeah. But yeah. also, this blog, I remember when I was writing at the time and actually reading through these posts, right? You really feel like, like, it's the first time you have this. Um platform, yeah, and you are just gonna make sure you're heard. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because
0: you you don't, you never had a platform like this, and yeah. and that was the first time we were given this space. You know, amazing. Goodness, don't
1: like, don't pass the mic to young people. <laughs> you know, like all this talk about empowering young yeah, people. <laughs> don't donate do don't I have a name for her. You know, like stand up, Stacey. All this, yeah. right? <laughs> She's Kiam <Kyampakishan. laughs> She really is. She really is Kiam Okay, I've got one from around the same time, I 2005. Um, so I was uh, 18. 18, then. 18. Yeah. I was in JC. JC2. Mm. <laughs> Why we sweat? <laughs> <laughs> I think it said some patterns here. Yeah? <laughs> Go for it. Good grief, good grief, good grief. I hate Napfa. Really, I do. There's nothing like having to look like some bungalow of a human being to ruin whatever self esteem you thought you once had. <laughs> and some people just love revelling in it. There I was today, poised at the broad jump mat, about to fail, which seems to suggest that there's something very wrong with my body. And my friend Naoto, God bless his soul, pops up from behind me and goes, Go, Noel! <laughs> What is it with people and egging on fat people at Nafa? We really don't need it, and it draws a whole lot of unnecessary attention to us. I mean, I could feel the people boring their eyes into me the minute I took the jump, and I wonder if it would have happened if my friend hadn't screamed my name. So, thanks Naoto, (laughs) but no thanks. And the system is really screwed up, I assure you. You get an F for a station, and there goes your chances at passing, which begs the question why the hell do we need to go on with the rest of the sodding exercise? Sodding. Sodding, Leh. <laughs> <like. laughs> when I reached Broad Jump, Miss Yo didn't hesitate to take me aside, saying, I won't ask you to do it another time because you've probably failed pull ups. So take this as a learning point. Oh, yo. gag, Gack. <laughs> <laughs> Sure could have spared me the ignominy, me thinks. <coughs> me, thinks. me thinks, if there existed an allowance to forfeit the test, but that be compromising my dignity, honour, and the rest of the Balderdash PE departments everywhere I seem to hold close to their healthy hearts. This is terrible sentence construction. <laughs> it ruined my mood for the rest of the day. What with all the alpha males rolling around performing their feats of physical prowess, like some testosterone circus. Ah, shucks. At the end of it, we all know I'm just terribly jealous that some people can get away with being superheroes just by doing 25 chin-ups. Well, I'll probably have to wait till I win the Nobel Prize to be considered extraordinary in any facet. So, let the he-men have their sweaty reverie. And I'll just grumble as, yet again, some PE teacher gives me that look. You know that look That happy Encouraging And holy plastic face That hides a menacing Just what is it With these fat people Intent In any case The countdown to Star Wars episode (laughs) 3 Begins (laughs) I love Star Wars (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! Oh She's my god! Not a I love how
0: in your future there's a Nobel Prize.
1: Yeah, no, I mean well like done. um, sorry to like aim, aim 18, high 18 year old Joe, Is not forthcoming. M high, yeah, M high, M high. <laughs> yeah, higher than your broad jump. Oh my god, sister! No, I'm in
0: pain. I'm in do pain. You, do you find your voice still there as you read these things?
1: Are you trying to tell me something? No, are you trying you to tell me something? As you
0: were reading this. i was just like,
1: this is very distinctively your voice. No. <laughs> Okay, it is. There is some truth to that. There is. Yeah. yeah. Like first of all, not, we've not, we've not heard either of either of our blog posts before this. Yeah, yet. yeah. So, so we, this is very fresh. We and kept raw it a secret yeah. to be a surprise it's, it's, as we it, read it. Yeah, yeah. Like. Uh, I hear, I read back these posts, right, and you're right. There's parts of me that are horrified because it's like, this, it's kind of uncanny seeing this half-formed version of myself yeah. slowly crawling out of this the water. It's proto-joel. Uh, like some primordial fish mm. there, right? I you know, <laughs> haven't grown legs yet, but that is still making the same kind of like
0: <laughs> sound that the I The same noises, today. yeah. E, what do
1: you detect in this that sounds like me? I don't,
0: it's, it's the way you write things sometimes. I don't know. Uh, it's the use
1: of commas. Excessive use of commas. <laughs> Oh my, my god, god sister. I'm sweating eh. That
0: is That came from a very real Visceral place yes, though yes, You yes. can really feel Yeah 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 You can really feel Think I right have it. a
1: question Oh yes go Were you a happy kid? <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, evidently not. <laughs> like, I, I struggle very hard to find a single happy post. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's all like... I think the lingering flavour in the mouth is bitterness. Oh, uh, bitter. bitterness. Um, My, mine
0: also, I, I very rarely find happy things to talk about. I'm just always pensive or emo.
1: Mm. I, I'm never like... oh joyous about something I mean there's something here about like teenage angst really got such a thing I really, things, want, huh? yeah. really want, like, like, I think at the time thing. you don't see it but yeah. then like now looking back from the vast expanse of time you just like shut the fuck up bitch really like? Like, life is a, gets a lot worse than this <laughs> and if this is what you think yeah. you know you know if this hardship is the idea think what hardship is girl, just wait like, just wait yeah oh god oh god do You have another one for us oh
0: i have I have plenty <laughs> <laughs> okay this one comes uh, a year later so I, I i am just going to turn 20 okay While scouting for a book at Borders, I overheard a conversation between two guys about books. One of the phrases that I heard was, Books are the worst thing ever invented. And after relegating books to a position that they were both comfortable with, they slapped each other a high five and laughed the way guys do in shows like Dude, Where's My Car? Firstly, and I really need to get this off my chest because it's just so obvious. You don't go saying stuff like that in a bookstore. I mean, come on, what the hell are you doing there then? Get I mean, the hell out. Where, where else do you say it?
1: Come, <laughs> Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> at your meet-the-MP session.
0: <laughs> but the worst thing was that they were about 16-ish. No older than that, at least. It was just plain disappointing to see teens talk about books like that. And if there's two asses like that, there's probably a whole clan of book-hating idiots. Can you imagine a whole lot of people who hate to read and think that books are probably the worst thing ever invented? It'll about the generation of idiots not knowing how to have intellectual conversation or have their own points of view. Oh my God! I want to oh in. my God! Or possess information to form their own views on issues in the first place, oh. not knowing where things come from and what's going to happen to them, why people do the things they do, and what goes around in the world each and every day. A group of people with the imagination of snails. Well, I took oh, down snails. snails man. <laughs> like leave the snails alone, Kampakishan. Is this the beginning of an anti-reading generation? <laughs> asking for philosophical debates or passionate speeches. I'm just saying that a book gives, gives you something to take away with you uh, when you finally finish that last syllable and flip the last page. It gives you material. Unfortunately, it seems like some of this younger generation equate lifting a 200-page novel to bench-pressing 220. Ah. Uh. I hate myself.
1: I really need to cleanse th- cleanse the spirit from yeah, the room. Can
0: right? smell the
1: self-importance, right? And like the, oh, I'm better than everybody.
0: Wow, lawe. Eh. Okay, I'm
1: so glad that you you, you stuttered <laughs> that. I mean, like, some choice adjectives come to mind. It's I mean, really awful. She's pretty sanctimonious. Yeah, yeah. It's really terrible. But she's really, like, uh, precocious, huh? Very uh, much. I think she's very smart. Uh, she thinks she's very uh, smart. Mm. Uh, she, ayo, she, she just needs to wait, lah. But also some kind of, like, um, kind of, Early juvenile negotiation or masculinity at work as well. That we can detect here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was, there was, yes. Interesting, huh? <laughs> also, like borders, come on. That's so I mean do you remember borders? I do. That was like, I remember it used to be this place where gays used to go and cruise. What? Back in the day, right? <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Like oh uh, <laughs> yeah, it was very cruisy. I remember going in there because they had a gay and lesbian section, right? And then oh, like you just books, observe yeah. like these very like <gasps> ah cosmopolitan oh. gays, just like mm. oh so interesting. Yeah, I love that. Borders was
0: a space like that.
1: I know, right? Did you get lucky? What do you think, <laughs> Kishan? What do you think? Not when there are, there are men in the bookshop going books are lame. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. god, do you have another one for us? This is from October 2005. Mm. So I was still 18. Yeah. Fast food at Carl's. <laughs> Contrary to common belief, of <laughs> I was not raised on fast food. In fact, I was raised on a healthy diet of bran, muesli, and cereal that promotes both healthy bowel movements and a protein synthesis. Also sponsored by HPB, yeah? <laughs> Despite, however, my mother's every effort to keep me on a high fiber diet. Bar, of course, eating sweaters for lunch, I discovered Hainanese chicken rice and KFC too early in life. That resulted most ungratifyingly in this, and here she posts a photo of herself that just is a big fat, chubby, I like see. yeah OK, and then goes on to say, "Yes, I know. Happy Halloween." <laughs> Did she love herself?: I don't think so.
0: Mortifying.
1: I still look like that, if you must know. OK, she thanks. goes on to say. Little Igor there, of course, has little if anything to do with this post. I was going to review my first ever Carl's Junior burger. <laughs> That's a very long fucking preamble. Yeah, what just to fuck? get this is the this is the news pointer. Just a little background. <laughs> Carl's Jr. came to Singapore pretty recently. <laughs> <laughs> Though it's pretty much a mainstay in the USA from which all fast food emanates. Oh god. Thanks, sis. <laughs> According to the wiki on Carl's Jr. <laughs> The restaurant has permeated the globe to include over 1,000 locations in the US and everywhere else. Okay, whatever. (laughs) She really writes a GP essay about towns, Junior. Okay, whatever. Someone recommended the double western cheeseburger. (laughs) So I I decided I'd try that Given my ponchon For anything (laughs) with the word double Double in (laughs) it The picture displayed a gratuitous fat burger She's fat shaming the burger Yeah, she really is The picture displayed a gratuitous fat burger Filled to the brim with moorish beef patties And huge strips of bacon Sticking out of its perfectly symmetrical buns And not a tomato inside (laughs) It turned me on Beef, beef, beef with a little smattering of porkish heaven, like a pillow of protein just waiting to be converted into happily digested... Chime. That is disgusting. What is Chime? Like a partially digested food. That is gross. Mm. Why does she know that? Bio, Beef is the most middle class but unequivocally delightful of meats. (laughs) And beef patty that thick... Deserves to be eaten Of course Okay so I think here She has not yet come out To herself or her friends But you can see A lot of psychosexual development I was gonna say Yeah there's a lot There's very misplaced Sexual energy onto beef She just (laughs) Is this a cry for help Because I can't think Why else this bitch Is writing a Like a review of Carl's Jr And wants to fuck The beef (laughs) patty Nobody asked I'll just go on For a little bit Yeah. However The price at Carl's Jr Is quite notorious Oh dear the burger is so filling that you have the choice of ordering the burger alone or as part of the combo set meal. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's so helpful. She's so helpful, you know. She just wants to. Do, just wants you to know exactly what you're getting. Into. Unnecessary details. <laughs> set meal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, we have to get through this. We have to get through. Sorry. My burger costs. 7 <laughs> and the combo would have set me back by 1050 in a crude comparison, it's almost twice as much to eat at Carls Jr. than at local mainstays like McDonald's or Burger King. Mm, true. almost but not quite. <laughs> I believe the portions are proportional, and Burger King has a tendency to serve minuscule burgers for unappealing prices. <laughs> but, but I digress. <laughs> Just like, you know, I please, I like I hate that phrase. I hate that I'm phrase. just thinking, girl. If you want people to stop making fun of you for being a fatty, fat, fat, right? Maybe don't write about burgers. You know, it's just like this is like peak, oh, like fat kid mm. cliche behavior. Fantasizing about the fantasizing burger. about a burger and then like writing an elaborate, like verbose like, review about erotic it. drama. <laughs> but then it ends with this kind of like rhapsodic, like poem about burgers. Fuck off. <laughs> What is that giddying rush surrounding eating a burger? <laughs> is it really like biting into globalization? <laughs> what nonsense, it's just a burger. But a burger is more than just junk food. Done well, it can be such a delicious crunch, packed with flavors, textures, smells, spice, whatever. Opening your mouth to bite into huge layers, that's what eating a burger is about. Fresh ingredients Good flavour A nice balance between sauces and meats Simple stuff (laughs) Why can't fast food deliver that? Because nothing that is mass-produced Can be wholly gratifying Something is compromised in the process A homemade burger or sandwich You regulate what you put in You ham it up You make it miles thick That is pleasure It's probably healthier too So yeah, I was sorely disappointed by Carl's (laughs) Jr Just when I thought there was a saving grace to the paper thin burgers at Max and to some extent Burger King, its most expensive burger proved to be almost upsetting. I guess I'll stick to Burger King's lamb gourmet sandwich. Oh my god, sister. She's not a Christian! She was actually a Christian. That was. That was terrifying. That was- Horrifying. I, I'm so sorry, dear listener, that you <laughs> have to listen to that. Like I have no idea what was going on. Yeah. What what do you do you remember why you wanted to write about a burger? No. <laughs> uh, not at all. No. It's, I think she was just very enthusiastic about food.
0: Ah uh, yeah.
1: And Carl's Jr. had probably just opened a whatever. Probably like, right, yeah. And that you know, I mean she thought that people valued her opinions on
0: Yeah. See again, right? There's this streak of like we think that people really valued what
1: we wanted to say. Yeah. And that we were like, you know loudspeakers for yeah. somebody no there's that right but then it's also writing like 10 paragraphs of this kind, of florid prose about something <laughs> oh nobody that nobody asked <laughs> it for. It took you so long yeah, to get to the. It's point It's really like a fucking GP essay. Got like contrasting viewpoints, three points in support, two points yeah. in opposition kind. Yeah, and then really we synthesis le. at the end. Well done. Oh my god, the GP teachers will be so proud. You know what the irony is? I would later go on to write food reviews for eight days magazine. <laughs> so don't don't say that like uh I mean, your JCS don't prepare you for anything. Good that you
0: got it out of the way like Got yeah, this kind, kind of, of reviews yeah. out of the way. Yeah, no. well done. Mm, thanks, thanks. So this next one, right? I'm. I'm I'm already in university. I I think or oh, just gonna get into university la. So it's 2007. I am wow 21. there gonna be 21. Ah, wow, coming of milestone, milestone, milestone. And I've titled this blog, uh, this post, called "Just Follow Law." Was that a show?
1: I think so. It oh. feels like a Jack Newell movie. Just huh. follow law.
0: Disgusting. Mm. <laughs> wow. Anyway, she says, <laughs> "Are Singaporeans just too safe? Are we too afraid?" Of breaking the law, <laughs> as I was leaving Boat Keys Mind Cafe last Saturday with the gang, trying our best to get a cab, a lot of us actually saw people (in parentheses, Caucasians) <laughs> jumping into Singapore River, jumping into the Singapore River for the heck of it. They actually stripped down to their skivvies and jumped off one of those bridges along Singapore River right into the water for seemingly no apparent reason other than to just have fun. My reaction to the whole scene was, well, that's the thing. I was kind of conflicted, hovering between a, wow, that looks like so much fun, and oh my, isn't that like against the law or something? They shouldn't <laughs> be doing that. <laughs> it's terrible
1: life cycle of a, Singap- a young a Singaporean man. I know, it's terrible. <laughs> mm, should I? Oh, sure. yeah, <laughs> and then she goes on to say, and that got me, uh, got me
0: thinking about how Singaporeans may have become a bunch of people They are too afraid to even put a toe out of line. Wow, astute. Still, huh? <laughs> thanks, thanks. The harsh punishment that Singapore is infamous for definitely act as deterrence for many. That's on... a terrible sentence. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> on one end, you have the extreme capital capital punishment that is dealt out to drug traffickers, murderers, and on the other hand, you have fines. Something that has been termed hitting us where it actually hurts. All this is fine and dandy When we we're considering our When we we're considering our very low crime rate But I just can't help feeling that we are in some way getting brainwashed Albeit slowly Into being this hardworking, industrious, no-nonsense, obedient lot of worker ends Where any form of disobedience No matter how ridiculous or inconsequential it may seem Will be dealt with severely As a result We do become that hardworking, industrious, no-nonsense lot But at what cost? At <laughs> <laughs> what cost, Chowok? <Joel? laughs> we become this group of people <laughs> afraid to have fun. A group of people that may be seen as squares and fuddy-duddies. In the long run, we also lose our ability to question authority. Let's face it, without questioning procedures, we cannot make any progress. If no one made any noise about silly concepts or roundabout steps, then there will never be any change. I'm not stating that we devolve <laughs> into a state of belligerence and neglect our duties as Singaporeans. What the f- Oh my god <laughs> We should not be afraid To make certain mistakes And sometimes We have to take a gamble And see how it turns out We need to live a little We need to live a little Is being a good And lawful citizen Enough of a counterbalance To nullify the laws? Hmm, hmm. Wow this one right, right to Straight time's time four.
1: four. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like The
0: the what The considered Like oh. rhetoric mm. It becomes Oh goodness That was disgusting Points
1: were made I, I, Actually, I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah, You know what interesting? just say? It's like nowadays, right? This entire conversation we can have with each other just by looking at each other and going, eh. mm. yeah. <laughs> like, that, like that. It's, it's one eye. Like, uh, it's just one, one look. It's like, really don't need to say so much. It's don't like, need. yeah, okay, welcome to the club, boy. <laughs> like, welcome. This one is common knowledge. Yeah, huh? really, you turn like... 21, this is the knowledge that you gain. Did like, we all go through something like that? I, no, I just have to ask You know, like Yeah, like, I think so It is, okay What strikes me about that As a young person, right Coming to terms with orthodoxy Basically yeah. And then realising Oh, maybe it's not that great but I kind of like it Because, you know, like I don't want to be that Crazy white person Jumping into the river Yeah, but then uh, We also want to change right?
0: So how do we change Without yeah. being that Yeah so, so it's this uh, Grappling of the issues la. Yeah But does every Singaporean Youth go through this Or do they just Oh, okay, lor, that one is bad
1: uh, I don't Do you know, know what or. I mean? <laughs> maybe uh, if, if by 21, right <laughs> You don't have this conversation, then you're just going to become yeah. like some oil. Cor- you know, uh, <laughs> correct, correct, uh, correct, correct. Eat correct. fish soup only. <laughs> yeah. mm. fish soup oil. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, dear listeners, uh, mm. under 21, you know what I think, uh? yeah, uh, uh. you got one more to push us over the edge. Oh, this one is very bad. <laughs> let me let me just trigger warning, uh like trigger warning, self hatred. Oh, God. Mm. Yeah, you should have started from the trigger, <laughs> war- trigger warning at yeah. the beginning. No, we should be in the like, trigger warning self hatred. Anyway, this is from my later blog when yeah. I was in uni. Mm. And God, like, she just, get, she just gets worse and worse. Oh, my God. This one's called I'm Not from April 2010. Just I'm Not. I'm Not. So this was my last year in uni, I think. Okay. Yeah. So just general negation. Uh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. not. <laughs> I'm not. About a week ago, no, I think it was a couple of days ago. <laughs> I wikied sexual failure because I was writing a paper on T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland, and I felt like I was using the term too much without actually understanding what it was. For some reason, perhaps divine intervention, I was redirected to an article on involuntary celibacy. I have very few moments like these in my life. These moments when a text speaks to me and explains my life in a few sentences. Mm. Vomit, first of all. (laughs) But also she was convinced that like there was some kind of sexual failure in her life because she goes on to say, as a young gay adult, living fairly out there, as the lingo goes. I have been taught by Wikipedia that the period of time elapsing from my last quasi-relationship to now, what now seems to be coming to slightly over two and a half years, may be loosely described by the term involuntary celibacy. This is because, and here I quote from memory, some experts thinking that six months of not getting any is what it takes for basic membership into the involuntary celibacy club. I shudder to think of the kind of platinum card I might get in the mail tomorrow, (laughs) which I am going to declare is my two and a half year anniversary with a non-entity called my boyfriend. (laughs) The Wikipedia article was quite iffy on the subject, and it seemed mostly confined to heterosexual people. This is a problem, of course, since six months of sexlessness in heterosexual terms may mean something quite different with pink lenses on. <laughs> so I googled involuntary celibacy gay, but couldn't find anything, reaching instead the website of an involuntary celibacy community, a bunch of people who call themselves incels. Oh
0: my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs>
1: I read through some of the personal stories of the people on this website, including this piece of prose fiction by a 26-year-old male, which I will not read, but basically it's a kind of short story where he angsts about not having anywhere to go and then right. he looks at himself in the mirror and goes, is this my life? Basically, incel stuff. La. Yeah, God. incel. I mean, yeah, this gets very hairy. I'll leave you psychoanalytic thoughts to figure out that story, but I'll stick to my fairly casual reading of it. I don't want to be that guy. No, no, no. <laughs> Wow. Three nose Three, three nose yeah. um, I realise at this point In my amateur research Into myself That I may be pathetic But that's about The only adjective I'm going to use To describe my sex life Involuntarily celibate Is first of all too chunky. (laughs) Incel resonates too much with both incest and artificial (laughs) insemination. And the term involuntary celibate, to my mind, is just another example of how modern psychology tries to classify what doesn't need to be classified to name as a condition what shouldn't be seen that way. It's annoying. You shouldn't give people a fancy psychological disorder to rally around, or yet another term to define themselves with. It's violent. <laughs> Isn't depression enough for you people? Wow, she was going through a lot. <laughs> if I start considering myself involuntarily celibate, I think I might never escape it because i grow attached to the label and how it makes me special in some way. Then I become voluntarily celibate, and God knows I don't want that. So... I reject the label, even though it's kind of accurate, because I don't see how it would help, in addition to being generally mopey and morose about my life, to see myself as afflicted with a condition. This really is a case in point about how all these god-awful labels are formed that try to explain who you are to yourself. Who comes up with this shit anyway? I am a confident young woman. (laughs) Tell yourself that, Trudy. I am a confident young woman.
0: Wala, wow, sister. I think one bell not enough. Eh. She's not a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> we need all of them. We need all the sounds.
1: That was. I forgot I wrote this. A lot, Leh. That's a lot. I forgot I wrote this, right? But you know, like, this. I came very close to becoming an incel. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was going to say, you related to the incel experience. I know. And then took yourself out of it at the end. No, and purely th- because the
1: term was too chunky. Correct. correct. <laughs> because it was not economical. Crazy. <laughs> 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 Okay, when I read this, right, my hair stood because I was like, oh my god, I was so unhappy. You really were. That I came so close to becoming an insect. Yeah, they're a
0: radical, eh. <laughs> Oh my god, the drama. <sighs> the drama. She
1: really thought, like, you know, she really thought people needed to read this. Good god, woman. Oh, uh, I feel... Really <laughs> ill, right? I feel, I feel like reading this, I'm like, she... Girl you are unwell yeah really you need to talk to someone oh god we need to take a break we need to take, take a break. break oh my god dear listener let's go and like oh let's everybody go, ahead go and wash your, your face <laughs> like go ahead like go and like, <laughs> diarrhea one time uh, uh. go and bathe <laughs> in sunflower water <laughs> like really, really let's like let's clear the air wanna wow, laugh <laughs> Okay, uh, Kishan and I have oh, just that's a lot. Re- we just returned from our mineral salt bath, <laughs> surrounded by all sorts of healing crystals. Really, truly, we just kind of like uh, return returned those energies back back to, to the, the internet crypt. to the crypt. Yeah, to the crypt that we sealed the crypt. It really was a lot, wasn't it, Joel? I yeah, I thought you know, honest to God. I thought that was gonna be a fun, lighthearted experience, but by the end of it, right, I was just completely like I felt very upset. I need <laughs> I needed to be quiet I for need, a while. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I just need to, like sit with the feelings yeah. for a while. What do you think that is? I don't know. Like I th- okay, I think the expectation going into reading it was that oh, we're just gonna laugh at these like kids that we were, <laughs> and that we think we've banished. In a way yes. But I don't think They've been banished mm. They're still there As a the thing You know And that Like I think the horrific thing Is that you start to See in detail The parts of you That haven't changed very much yes, In right. all this time mm. And obviously you are Like A composite of all the Versions of yourself mm. Your past version of yourself Right So mm. like it's not as if You know This mopey Like entitled Like pompous little kid who has, used, gone has, now. has gone away I mean like Yeah you, Bitch, we make a podcast. Yeah, you know what I
0: mean. <laughs> the epitome yeah. of self centeredness narcissist. <laughs> correct. <laughs> <right>. It's like <laughs> every week on Sunday. Ah, uh, correct,
1: correct. <laughs> in many ways, it's worse than writing yeah, a blog. It really is. No, but you're right.
0: I still see some of myself as I as I was combing through mm. the blog for for things that we could read. Right? There are certain elements in some of the posts, especially the the the, the more recent ones. I I'll be like, fuck! I still think about these things that we mm. I still go through these problems. And you would think that you you've, you've you've aged enough to distance yourself away from this kid that you were Right, but no le. yeah but parts of it is still there I think what has happened is that I've just learned to cope with it and I've learned to understand different perspectives in the sense that, that everything is not just about me
1: lah. right that it's there's other people involved there's other people
0: involved and, and by externalising that, 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 that yeah. the perspective you tend to not, not be too in yourself right, too much right.
1: you know I think it's also this thing of how especially when you're reading stuff that you wrote as a teenager and a young, young adult, right? Like mm. 20, 21. Like, this, there's this searching quality to it. There, I mean, for, for me as a writer, I hear myself as a young writer searching for language, mm. searching for a voice. Mm. Uh, and then, but then also as a young person, searching for certainty mm. and searching for an identity, self knowledge and yeah. identity and like uh role models. Uh, you know and like who you know try to figure out who i want to be right exactly. yeah I, it, it makes me think a lot about the the teenagers who are like 18 19 20 who are so active on social media now i mean now like uh, today yeah. mm. right and like um they they there is a confidence with which they have they've built these very public platforms for themselves yeah um and there is a there is a very there's a very strident energy there, right? They 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 know how the space works in in a in a and they know how to use it, right? Yeah. And a lot of them become very public, right? Mm-hmm. Especially those who consider consider themselves like social media activists. Or yeah, whatever. there's a righteousness that comes along but with it. But then I can't help but think, right, that there is still something about being at that age. And now listening back to these blog posts and returning to the headspace for a while, that is very fraught, right? Mm. That is that in, in in some way, and I don't mean it's a patronizing way at all. It's it's, it's a search for identity, mm. and uh and actually you don't really know who you are at that age, yeah. right? And people can argue that sure, you know that this kind of like hyper exposure to social media and the internet helps you get there faster, but I'm not sure that's true. I don't think that's. I'm true. I'm not sure that's true. I feel like you know being at that age will always be you are always at a slight loss yes. for words and a slight loss for. I self- think, yeah. you know for self-knowledge. And I think yeah. the internet
0: makes it worse because the internet sort of puts up images of what you should be. And then you start to emulate these things and then you get a little bit more lost because this these even as yeah, you yeah. start to
1: emulate these things, these are not you, these things are not you, right? Yeah. Like so I noticed with a lot of like social justice spaces, for example, right? A lot of mm. young people are jumping on certain kinds of like cause-related bandwagons, whatever, and speaking in a language that feels predetermined or almost algorithmic right in that it's been produced somewhere else by people like thought, lead- thought leaders right. or people of influence and it's just kind of like repeated down the line right so they just copy and paste the format for their own cause like yeah, in a way yeah and like it, and you know and, and while some of that can be very powerful mm. and very a- astute right sometimes you wonder if like there is a full comprehension of sure what you, know, you know of the language yeah of
0: the shoulders that you're probably on or so you don't know yeah yeah right. it's, it's the
1: power of youth lah la. yeah. the
0: invincibility
1: the, of the, being young the, yes
0: really you know yeah, yeah I mean as 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 we were reading our posts as as I was scrolling through my own blogs but I realised that wow I really felt powerful la. like as if people wanted to hear me as if I had so much to say as if I was always right it's
1: the ferocity of youth lah yeah. la, where like I think youth is. A, a, a strong belief That you are right Correct Right And that you That you are so ready To start your life Yeah And you're so ready To just like grab life By the horns Yeah and you that, want All you,
0: forms of authority To right. just go away It's
1: really the whole Like out with the old In with the new exactly. kind of thing. And that authority And like uh, experience Are actually meaningless In the face of this Ferocious need For change Yeah And for, for the new Right And for relevance Yeah It makes me think a lot About this recent thing That's happened on uh, the internet lately, right? So like, mm. as, like, uh, Wild Rice is producing a show called Fag Hag, which is written by Pam Wee, that's right, uh, and it's I've not seen the show, but f- vaguely from what I can make out um, of the show, it's Pam talking about her experience as a kind of like a long-time ally of um, the gay community in Singapore, gay men, I think primarily, yeah, um, you know, and then Pam Wee herself is kind of very closely associated with Pink Dot. Yeah, she um, hosts every Yeah, year. she's like the big kind of pink mama, right? Mm. And then, like, also some of her closest friends are gay and she's been there, you know, uh, she's been part of the fight for a very long time. Exactly. So, like, there was uh, an Instagram, one of those, like, you know, they make a lot of slideshows. Yeah, lah. Uh,
0: to, tell, to tell people uh, what's wrong with the world.
1: Yeah, correct. <laughs> like, Instagram content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Instagram, Instagram mm. content platform mm. called, I think, the Buy Plus Collective. I think so, yes. Who are, um, I don't know if they are collective or just one person, but whoever they are, they are, they make... These um, kind of slideshow things laugh. Yeah, yeah, but like I guess that their angle is kind of like queer social justice, right? That's right. But they took issue with um the show primarily. The word fag, fag right? hag. Mm. Um and you know, like they you can go and check out their post for more information, right? But like they took issue with like the use of what they call the F slur. Mm. Uh and then um took issue with Pam as a straight cis woman mm. kind of coming in and uh you know using that language. Yeah. And then a lot of the comments, which I noticed were from primarily 18 year old people mm. like A lot of 18 year olds Were commenting right And um, You know They were saying things like Yeah this just reeks of Like her wanting to have Like a, a gay best friend It's so like You know It's like ah, yeah. oh, It's so it's so cringe She just wants to collect gays sure. or whatever. Yeah. It, I think they kind of like You know Use an, a, a kind of Archetype to understand What this was about sure. And the archetype That's most familiar To them I suppose And the one that kept coming up Was this idea of like The slightly clueless Appropriative yeah. Straight woman Who wants to be surrounded by gay he wants to Pokemon to, all the games. Wants la. to Pokemon on the games, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which you know, I don't knowing Pam mm. is you know, and, yeah. and knowing like um, the forms that her advocacy has taken over the years sure. is just you know it's an incomplete, is, nah. this incomplete picture is a mischaracterization. Yeah. Mis- yeah. And um. I don't know, but like then like weighing like thinking through it, the kind of like queer theoretical angle here is misapplied mm. as well mm-hmm. because you know. Um, the, taking objection to the word fag and, you know, fag hag is a kind of misreading of like the linguistic politics of mm. queer life as, especially as it's ex- been expressed by older generations, right? Um, like my generation of queers, for example, and older. Yeah. And I felt there was something kind of broadly violent, I will say violent, yeah. right? About the invalidation of the experiences and linguistic innovations um, of older queers. Mm. Um I'm sure I can understand how perhaps for a younger generation who maybe are a little plugged out from that because they maybe don't interact with that many older queers right. or they have formed a kind of queer community independently almost that's kind of primarily internet driven. For
0: sure. And since because yeah. they're young they would have come out of adolescence for uh, where the word fag was used in a very derogatory perhaps manner. Or, you know?
1: or they're more kind of attuned to a very reactive sensitivity to language yeah. um, that has been you know rightly or wrongly mm. kind of encouraged by um, a certain form of social justice um, discourse right as they say in Ghostbusters kind of like that some of the streams have crossed <laughs> that's how it, o- it occurs to me so it just feels like the the ferocity of the attack comes from a place is a mismatch of context basically right right and I, I, I just like it worries me and I think it is upsetting to me actually to see how casually um, the, the the whole thing just kind of like wrote off mm. you know, an entire culture around language and stuff like that. Mm. So I think what interests me mm. is that there is a lot of force that builds mm. around this kind of campaigning. And there's a lot of force that comes from this kind of internet culture that can actually get people cancelled. Yeah. And that can actually have very like stuck consequences for people and when it's applied sort of indiscriminately yeah. yeah and what worries me about in this instance is that it's queers versus queers mm. you know it's kind of like
0: the weird infighting
1: yeah I mean there's this sense I'm beginning to detect with a lot of young um, soci- uh, yeah, social social activists yeah, way that like actually to qualify in order to qualify for, to show solidarity you have to meet this purity test Yeah. but actually like you know it's it, all ca- very subjective yeah, huh? it's yeah also like cast the first stone girl yeah you know <laughs> Sure, I cast of a stone. Yeah, I guess I'm interested in like how much power very young people have. Very young, extremely online people. Many mm. of them teenagers or very young adults who are going through this kind of like massive search for meaning and identity and knowledge. Who are like in their own ways joyfully appropriating or misappropriating language mm. in order to figure out and scaffold who they are, like. Having so much Power mm. Yeah Yeah I, You find that a bit dangerous? I don't know if it's dangerous I I, 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 I think like it, it gives me pause la. Like yeah. I, I, I think It makes me want to take a step back From participating too much On the internet Because I sure. feel like Like you don't always know Who the people Yeah li- Like you're You're talking to are You don't always know Who's producing this content Sure You know And you don't always know Where it's coming from mm. And you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, I do, I do know what you mean. I think I think that's what the the older queer community did, right? When they saw this, they went like, oh, kill okay, on right? Well, well, I think someone got very angry. Did they get angry? And then tried to engage, but then because of the way boomers expressed themselves ah. on the internet, it just was a bad look as well. Oh you know? dear. and then I think then the accusations came back from the young people going like actually why are you invalidating the way we feel? We are here telling you that we are actually offended. By this language Who are you to say that Just because you're okay with it That we have to be okay with it It just sounds it like people Not listening to each other I don't know I don't know Like I, I think like Sure everything's valid Yeah Everything's valid but like But wh- that's not a useful statement To make or so Yeah la, right? Everything's valid but where, Where's the kindness mm. And then, you know And then I realised Even asking for kindness Is such a kind of Boomer adjacent move It's because it's just like Then the accusation becomes like Oh why are you tone policing me I should be able to express My outrage in any Way I want but then, okay, I guess like my takeaway from all this conversation basically is this, right? That I was once an angry, very searching, lost mm. young person, and if it had not been for the extreme love and kindness of like of the, the elder, older people yeah. around me who sat through all of that A and encouraged talk, my yeah. encouraged my writing, encouraged me, you know, to 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 try things out, yeah, and didn't shut me down, yeah, yeah. If it weren't for that kind of energy, I would never have like, you know, manifested in this specific way. So I feel like it's a very fine balance we have to strike with being wary of like the bluster of youth mm. but then also making space for it in a way it, You know, it's, it's, I think like all of these things vary from instance to instance mm-hmm. and it's just so impossible to talk about it in any monolithic way. But like, by and large, my experience as an observer of these things and sometimes participant in conversations with these people has been, like, it, it can feel very frustrating because it's like, actually, no one is... Everybody is speaking at cross-purposes at this point. Mm. And there are huge gaps in contextual knowledge exactly. and huge gaps in, like, um, humanitarian understanding. Yeah. And when
0: opportunities come up for people to actually talk to each other and listen, I yeah. think what people do are not able to do is then they're not able to listen to it with patience and kindness people get very defensive very quickly because
1: actually A. it's not sexy to listen to older people it never has been it's never been sexy. We need to get over that. No, eh? but it's never, ever, in the history of sure, anything, like. and been especially, sexy to listen to yeah. older people. And especially if you're you know? in the throes of teenagehood, yeah. right? That's and especially in a context where now the dominant narrative is, like, boomers have fucked everything up for yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. Know I mean? So there is a huge distrust of anybody who is older coming and saying, young people, hold on, because it's like, actually, why? The world is blah, blah. Yeah, yeah yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's never been sexy to listen to older people. And I guess it's also never been sexy to kind of, like, take into account... The bluster of youth because mm. all the attitude is always going to be grow up you know yeah it's always gr- oppositional yeah. la, like so it's it. always oppositional mm. but like i think now we're at a stage where the internet has thrown mm. You know all of these perspectives together in a very sometimes quite toxic way, all in mm. the same bulletin board. It's very amplified. Yeah.
0: Like. You know what's interesting? We've reached a stage in our lives, like mid thirties, where we are sitting between a space of like where we are no longer really that young anymore, but we're approaching the boomers sort of mentality. No, we're not. I know. I I really I I I, I boomer adjacent. Boomer adjacent, oh, like You no. know. No, I really th- I really think that we we are able to see both sides a little bit as we get older.
1: Okay, Johnny Mitchell. Yeah.
0: So, there's a lot of tension. La.
1: Within ourselves. Within ourselves. No.
0: Like, when I see posts like that, like the one you talked about, um, that sort of like say that, oh, you shouldn't speak about certain things in this way. You know, you should listen to what we're going to say. But then the older people are like, no, you should listen to what we say. I, I get both sides. and then right. But when I look at it, I also get very tired. La. I go like both communities maybe don't want to listen to each other, then what you want me to do? Right. You know, so I'm just going to sit with this tension and yeah. just let it be lah.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's just like, the uh, the predominant culture on the internet is about being right. It's, yeah, that's very astute actually. The predominant culture of the internet is actually being right.
0: And then going all out to make sure that you are right. Yeah. Even if that means like stamping the person down like very, yeah. very ungraciously.
1: Everybody needs to take a step back and... and try and figure out what the algorithms are that are working on our minds Mm. and working on our language and working on the ways in which we express ourselves. I've written about this multiple times Mm. now, right? How, who are we when we speak on the internet? Are we human after all? Correct. When we speak on the internet or are we kind of like products of... We're um, mirroring
0: certain ways of
1: we're yeah. mirroring certain ways of speech you la. know and yeah. that ter- that terrifies me i feel anyone on the internet who's participating in any kind of conversation right is on some level conditioned um in ways that they might not understand mm. right and the the impulse is to be heard and to be right and to be on the and to align yourself with what feels right you know and what feels right is also something that can be manufactured in yourself so how future doom um, lah. I don't know. Maybe we <laughs> should just like go back to blogging. Maybe uh, like create your own. I think we need to reset the internet. Sh-
0: <laughs> what's re- the button? Yeah, I don't just know. switch off and switch on again. I
1: don't know. There's <laughs> yeah, only so way to kind of take a departure from that, right? Yeah, <laughs> like uh, to return to us for a set because it's our podcast. <laughs> Indeed Indeed How do you feel? You know, coming up to thirty-five, 35 and I- thirty-four, right. we're coming to our mid-thirties kitchen. Yeah, it I- seems significant. I'm just
0: happy in general to leave my teenage years and my twenties. Behind, mm. because there was a lot, there was a lot of searching as we talked about this. There's a lot of searching of ourselves, you know, who we want to be, our identity, who we are, mm. you know. Um, and when I hit my thirties, I found that stability, and now I'm pretty sure mid thirties. I'm I'm pretty sure I know who I am. I don't have all the answers, but I'm so happy with this stability. Right? Yeah, because that tumultuous years was just really irritating to right. have to deal with. Right, and a lot of that comes from not caring about what other people think. Right. And finding communities, like, like, you know, friends and everything and they appreciating you for who you are and all stuff like that. So that's, I'm just so glad. I used to hate the idea that I would turn older. Mm. Like, every time my birthday came around, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm getting closer to 30, I'm getting closer to 30. And turning 30 was actually quite a sad, frightening thing. Right. But now I can't wait to turn 40. Good grief. I think, I think I would be happiest,
1: like, in my late 30s and early 40s kind of thing. At yeah. Least, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I get the biggest question I have um, is about my sexual peak. <laughs> Your sexual peak? Uh? I'm concerned that I might have already passed it without ah. me knowing. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, mm. I, okay, scientifically, right, as a, as a student of the life sciences, yeah. what is the average sexual peak for, like... I think
0: uh, there's this thing called senescence. That oh great word where It's like great it's word. negative growth Basically your body starts to Your body doesn't grow posi- In a positive manner anymore Basically you start to age la. And uh-huh. I think That happens in like Your mid-twenties For, 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 for males
1: She's not a <laughs> Christian
0: I think so I, I may be wrong But I, I, I remember It was something about twen- Mid-twenties or late-twenties So there's negative Growth rate already What the fuck Yeah <laughs> so, I mean to, to bring back the idea Of sexual peak right, I think I have passed my sexual peak Okay Like like, I I, I don't find Like I yearn For sex in the same way That I did in my 20s And my early 30s anymore Like I'm like Okay I can do without Like I'd rather just watch Netflix What? (laughs) Yeah I'm like Yeah because like No no, Because I I just feel that I I want to just be with Myself and do things that I like Or do things in groups You know And not group sex
1: Okay No now this is actually Very upsetting (laughs)
0: But because different people, different what? No, there are some people that in their forties who suddenly become very sexually mature and they just go all out, you know. And power to them la I think I think this is really different people, different things, right?
1: I mean, as you might have heard from my blog post reading, right? <laughs> like my twenties <20s> were sexually <laughs> very Quite dry, very spell, very dry mm, like mm. very dry. And then to think that that might have been my sexual peak. Yeah. Is uh debilitating to yeah. say the least and then like coming into my 30s now I similarly feel like you a slight kind of like, waning of energy and I'm just huh? like what was that it? Was that it? No lah. I think this comes. Kim- this comes it's like peaks some, and truff, it's la. like some kind of like um I don't know sub-Saharan insect right that has a brief <laughs> like one-week life cycle right and then mm. dies. That's how I feel right Like now. a
0: mayfly, like only live for one day. I think. Uh, like that, la.
1: Well, well, thank you, Kishan.
0: <laughs> no, no, but these things come in peaks, you know. So, so I, I think who knows? Maybe like when I turn forty, I might be, I might, I might feel this sexual surge again, and I, you know, it might be more sexually active, la. Some people in their 60s Get actually active And power to them You know Yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Hold okay. on
1: sis Hold on Hold on <laughs> No I've been holding on Ho- I'm done holding on Please Someone mm. come hold on to me uh, Call in <laughs> <laughs> If you, on, if you <laughs> want to hold on you want to hold on to Joelle Yeah Alright dear listeners We've come to the end Of yet another episode Of the T42. Oh, today was a uh, very therapeutic in R- some way, in
0: ways that I never expected. Roller coaster. Like this, Roller this coaster. recording these episodes always take us on. We've always planned for something, then don't go where one. Mm, no. like, but, life or like life on, like life.
1: And I guess like, like the lesson of the, of this is to sit comfortable with the ambiguity of mm. like the future. Literally, can mm. be condensed to just strap in. <laughs>
0: Just strap in yeah. yeah
1: To all our younger listeners Who think that Like um, the 30s Are gonna be A morass of horror Really and, like, no leh senescence No no. Really no It's just true Comfort with the ultimate Unknowability of anything Truly Especially yourself Just enjoy Correct Enjoy the ride right la Correct mm. And on that note <laughs> Thank you dear listeners For joining us for yet another episode Of T for Two This has been Joel Signing off And this is Kishan Bye 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 <laughs>